All right. How's that? Okay, I can still hear you. Okay, well, you're louder now without my earbuds in, so. Right. Anyways, so this is a My Hero Academia idea, character, whatever. Call it whatever you want. I have like a thousand in my head. Anyways, so this is kind of a guy who uh, suffers like from, what's that one disease where it's like you have multiple personalities? Isn't that multiple personality disorder? Uh, yeah, it's like disassociative personality, stuff like that. Yeah, so he has that, except for his is like a, it's a quirk. So basically what it is, it's like a, um, it's kind of like a demon slash like dark figure that's always with him. And um, when his quirk develops, they like constantly talks to him in his mind and he talks back to it. And they're just, they're just like constantly in his mind. And like, it's not inherently evil, but it will do anything to protect him, including possessing him. And so when he gets possessed, his eyes go pitch black. And um, he basically what it does, it possesses him. He is out of pitch black and he kind of gets a um, kind of like a um, suit of armor around him that's made of like a black mist and it's like indestructible and whatnot. And um, the thing is, though, he, when he possesses him, he's uh, he loses control of his body, obviously, and the thing will do whatever it takes to protect him. So is he but, still aware of what's going on when he's possessed? Yeah, he's aware of everything that goes on, but he's not allowed to do anything. It's like he sits in the background type stuff. Oh, okay. And so, um, but then there's another thing he can do with it is the thing can leave his body and um, fight on its own. But if it does that, he, he doesn't have his, like, it's basically like he loses his quirk. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have any abilities. He's just a normal person at that point when it leaves his body and it takes time for it to re-enter his body but like its whole thing though is it's like it's not necessarily it's not necessarily evil but it'll do whatever it takes to protect him including kill people which is what happened to him so his backstory is this he grew up in america in kind of like the ghetto part and his um, parents were abusive and so when his quirk developed it killed his parents yeah. And so then he was thrown into a, um, a nursing home or a um, orphanage. And in the orphanage, he was, he was really good at school and whatnot. And they're like, okay, this kid's pretty good. We should transfer him. And they transfer him to UA, and that's how he gets to UA. Well, he gets caught up in with the League of Villains, and he ends up becoming a villain. He so, like, villain. so, what is his thought process on stuff as in terms of like good and evil? Like, what does he think of it? He's, his thing is, though, his um, idea of it is the, um, the world needs to change in the sense of the strong are constantly um, overpowering the weak. But instead of one, but he doesn't believe doing it through the hero's way will work because he's seen people try to do it that way and they've died or they failed or they get corrupted. He, he, like, he thinks it won't work at all. And so he thinks there needs to be a new way of approaching it. And that's where the really good villain comes into play. They learn about him. They learn about his quirk. And they're like, hey, we kind of want him. And they learn about his ideology. And so they kind of play with that in the sense of like, kind of like staying. But like, instead of like believing there's one person who's good or anything like that, he's just kind of like, I'm just going to, I'm going to give the weak power kind of thing. Like I'm going to be Robin Hood or I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be like a Robin Hood. but Yeah, he's like, I'm going to kill the people. He basically is going to kill the people he believes who is abusing their power, and he's going to try to give that back to the um, to the weak. And so that he's going to be, and because he is smart, that's the thing about him, he's really smart. And so he's going to be um, kind of like a scientist type character where he um, – He's going to play on with that. He's going to learn about that drug. You know, that I don't think you're actually that far in the anime yet, are you? Probably not. <laughs> okay, well, uh, to understand this, you kind of have to know this. It won't spoil really anything, but there is a drug where um, people can take it and it boosts their quirk. Oh, I've seen something like that um, in some animes and stuff. I don't know what it is, but I, I understand the concept. It's a very common thing in a lot of things where like, yeah. you take a drug and it boosts yourself. Yeah, it's like steroids. But anyway, yeah. so he's gonna um, he's gonna learn about that, but it has negative effects. And so he's gonna learn about that. And he's gonna try to perfect it, 
so he can sell it to the weak and so the weak can rise up against the strong yeah and so that's kind of his whole ideology he does believe you know the heroes are good he not he understands good and evil he just believes the good won't work he believes there's too much evil in the world for the good to work so basically it's like fighting fire with fire that's his ideology basically yeah let's fight fire with fire so he is reluctant to kill but because of his um his quirk where it's like it's constantly trying to defend him through any means necessary he does kill so not necessarily he's the one killing as it is the other one but he understands it's a necessary evil though he prefers not to yeah how far does the protective quirk of his go like how far in terms of like if it someone will, were to attack them, does it outright kill them? Even no, it if, won't like, outright. If it sees, because of usually when it first happened, that's why he killed his parents. Because when it first happened, that's when his quirk activated when he was being abused, and so it instantly killed them. And it's kind of like the um, Terminator from the Terminator Two uh, Judgment Day, in the sense of like, yeah, it doesn't see the point in letting people live who tries to attack him. It thinks it just should outright kill them. But because he's of his ideology of thinking hey, the good side doesn't work and the bad side is better. He thinks the bad side will work, the evil side, but he doesn't want to kill people necessarily because he doesn't want to make a world where everyone's equal. Yeah. So what does he think about like, himself in terms of like power and stuff? Because he, he does... He considers, himself, yeah, he considers himself strong, but he believes the strong should help the weak type thing. Not so oh. much the... Not so much that there shouldn't be no one strong or everyone should be strong. It's just more of a, he believes, because he was weak at one point because, you know, his parents used to abuse him. So he was weak. Yeah. But he believes that the um, strong should help the weak. That's why he does what he does. He just doesn't believe. That's the main thing is he has hero ideologies, but he doesn't believe the hero way will work. And he does it by a different approach. And that's the that's where the um thing comes into play where he's like, it won't kill people outright whoever attacks him, because he is he is able to talk to it when it possesses his body, and he does like say, hey, don't kill them unless you absolutely have to. So unless there's kinda like like a venom thing, yeah, kind of like a venom thing, except for the things more willing to listen to him versus venom, where it's like, okay, unless I see no other outcome, I won't kill them. But it's not past breaking limbs. So does he have any like close relationships or is he kind of like a loner? He was a loner until he get to, he was a loner in America. In America, he actually became a, a um, he actually ruled a gang. His um, other half ruled a gang. His own, um, the dark side ruled a gang versus, but his real side, which was really smart as a guy, sent to UA from the orphanage and so that's when he gets into ua and that's when he gets ties up into the um because he did rule a gang his dark side tried to the reason his dark side ruled a gang was to protect the um real one that was the whole reason he actually formed a gang was to protect the real one it wasn't to rob places or anything like that it was solely to protect him because the orphanage was was um like there was bullies and stuff like that anyways but um and so when he goes to the Japan, it's like the things like, okay, you got to find some, got to form a new gang, you know, got to protect my person. And so he hears about the League of Villains and um, how he gets in contact with the League of Villains actually is through the um, Splinter, who is the lizard dude, if you remember him with the giant swords. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because what happens is he's going, he goes down an alleyway and um, Splinter's there, but he doesn't know Splinter's there. Splinter's there, kind of hiding in the background. And a bunch of uh, muggers try to mug him. Well, Splinter um, was actually going to step in to help him, but then all the um, guys um, fall to the ground with their, like broken legs and broken bones and stuff like that. And you kind of like, what the heck? And he sees him. He sees his quirk, and he goes, "Huh, this guy could be useful." And so he turns back into his normal self, though. After that, after the conflict's over. And he starts freaking out. He's like, crap, I didn't want to do this um, already. You know, I was hoping to start a new life here type thing. And that's when Splinter comes up there, offers him hell, takes him back to the League of Villains, and he goes into League of Villains. 
And Sut's kind of warming up to them, but he does stick to himself a good amount, mainly because of the dark side, because the dark side doesn't know what to think of them yet. And slowly it does open up to them slowly. So he does kind so of form a relationship with them. them. Like, and so he does, it, can, it kind of considers them allies? Yeah, I consider he eventually deduces that they don't plan on harming him, but in its mind it's thinking yet. He keeps thinking yeah. that maybe they will one day. And so he never really drops his guard around them, the dark side. The real him eventually does drop his guard around them and considers them family. And But they do know of his weakness of if the thing leaves his body for some reason, because some reason it's able, because for some reason it might need to, because um, it figures it's the better chance of protecting him or something like that. It can yeah. leave his body, and but it does take time for it to come back into his body. Because if someone's trying to hurt him, but they know where that person's at, it can leave his body, go take out that person, and then come back, type thing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so, so it's it can, like I'm not put my person in harm's way to yeah. seek out this enemy. I'm gonna go take care of it myself. Care of myself, leave him protected, and it kind of sees the um, and that's why it kind of formed a gang was because it like it knew the gang members would protect him instead whenever it decided whenever to leave. he was whenever he needed to leave, and that's how he sees the League of Villains. But he's kind of more cautious around the League of Villains because he's not the leader. With the gang, yeah. he was the leader, so he never like he knew if any of them touched him, he would. would they knew what could happen. Yeah, so he, there was kind of, a fear factor. Yeah, and so but that's he doesn't feel that way with the League of Villains because he's not the leader, but he does like trust them in the sense of that. And as far as UA goes, he is a student at UA. He does act as like a agent for them, for the he acts as a spy for the um, League of Villains. And he doesn't come, he really doesn't get close with any of them. Like they try getting close with him, but he doesn't get close with them. And that's because of his, uh, especially, he really dislikes Midoriya. And that's because of Midoriya's ideology. It's the exact opposite of his. His ideology is the, um, you know, protect everybody and um, do it through the hero's way, though. And he's the exact opposite in the sense of he wants to do it through the villain's way. Yeah, he doesn't really agree with him on that. And of course, he never spouts these opinions. He just acts cold-heartedly towards everyone, and no one understands why and stuff like that. Bakugo doesn't like him because Bakugo doesn't like anybody. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Bakugo really so, pressure him on everything, though. Yeah, I and wonder. Midoriya, Midoriya always tries to like be friends with him, and so does like everybody else. But like, he just kind of ignores them, and eventually. Slowly, everybody kind of like stops trying to befriend him, and like, slow, like force it. At first, it starts with like characters you would expect to stop trying to like befriend a person who doesn't want to be friends, like the Shadow Hawk dude. I forgot his name. I like um, Todoroki. Todoroki would be next, and then slowly it'd be the like the last ones would be like Uraraka, uh, Midoriya, and Ida, and it'd probably go Ida then Uraraka and Midoriya though never really gave up on trying to become his friend until they learn of his secret. Yeah. I but wonder, he, I was thinking about this whenever you said earlier about his, um, his like, I don't, I don't know the name for him, but like his alter ego, like his, his quirk. Dark side for now. Yeah. I call it the dark side. That's what he called so, it. Like, his quirk name, dark side. Dark side. Okay. So his dark side, it sounds like his dark side is the one who holds on to the most trauma. His dark side is, it's kind of like his coping mechanism because that's because his quirk was developed while he was getting abused. Like, literally, it was developed while he was getting abused. And so that's why it's yeah. like, it's kind of like a, um, if you ever seen that movie Split, I guess this is, I just thought of this. If you ever seen that movie Split, um, he literally, it, have you seen that movie Split? I haven't, but I've seen a lot of stuff on it, so I kind of understand it. Yeah, so he literally um, formed like 47 different personalities to cope with certain things like he formed a child personality that's always nine to cope with the fact that he never had a childhood because he was abused he formed a um a clean freak one because his mother who was the one who abused him always told him he needed like a clean room and always like and so he formed one with um ocd he formed one that was um, basically his mother, because of his mother, he formed one that was called the Beast, 
and this kind of like this is the reason I brought it up because the beast who was literally the one who like always to protect him his main goal was to protect him and so um and that's kind of like where it's the same thing where it's like it's literally built from the trauma he has but and it holds on to it so he doesn't have to yeah that that's that's extremely interesting to see how it's almost like like you said it's not even just a a quirk it's like a separate personality it's like it's literally like a separate personality to him except it has to do with like disease but at the same time it has power it's literally Mm -hmm. the manifestation of his like and so um and then his um but he does and i've kind of like played with this idea a little bit of him actually growing close with a character from a ua and maybe him having a little bit of conflict of whether or not is him basically questioning his ideology. I've had yeah. that idea. And I'm like, I don't know. If he does, if I do, if I ever do go down that route, definitely I'd like for him to form a relationship with um, the chick who can turn invisible because I feel like she either, I feel like she might be able to, how should I say this, um, understand him the most. Yeah. So like no one understands or no one really sees him. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Because no one's able to see her, and so she, that's how she feels. And then he's in the sense of he never feels like – he feels like no one understands what he's going through. And that's and so – because no one knows of his past. He's never told anybody of his past. And um, the people at UA really don't even know what his quirk is because he doesn't – he's never talked to anybody – and it's kind of one of the reasons Midoriya really wants to get to know him because of that his quirk. He knows how, like, he all they know is that he forms a suit of black armor that's nearly indestructible around him. That's all they know. They don't know about the second personality, the possession, the fact that I can leave his body. They don't know that. And so it's actually, there's some funny moments I've thought of, like, where he starts talking to himself. And they're like, yeah, he just, like, He's like no, looks over up. at them. Shut up. <laughs> he looks over at them. He's like, "Yes, I'm fine. Leave me alone." And no, Baki, we're not going to kill them. And <laughs> just looks up. We, n- we do not. They are not enemies yet. But Bakugo actually, when they're um, when they fight, Bakugo is like one of the first ones to always try to fight him because of his uh, quirk. And Bakugo is always like trying to like basically just beat him. Bakugo yeah. isn't able to because of his because uh, his armor is nearly indestructible. Nearly, I'd say, because it is destructible to an extent. But Bakugo can't break through it. And Midoriya does, did crack it at one point. And, um, the dark side almost killed him, but he had to force it to stop. And that was <laughs> one of the only times he's ever like been able to take control back. It was when it was about to kill uh, Midoriya. Yeah, it was about to kill Midori because it was like it cracked his armor. He has to die. Like extremely threatening. Yeah, it's like yeah. this guy could actually pose a real a threat. threat to him. Yeah, so I have to I have to take him out now. And then that's when he uh, took control back. And uh, the thing is, though, I've also played with this. Um, Mr. Ozawa, you know, a racer head, his quirk, how would it work against him? Because it is a separate personality type thing. And I've deducted how it would work. So say he's not, he hasn't been possessed yet. If Mr. Arzawa uses his quirk on him, he can't possess him. But say he does get possessed and he uses his quirk on him, he can't go back to not being possessed. And if he's outside of his body, like say the guy leaves, the dark side leaves his body to go do something. If he mm-hmm. uses his quirk on even one of them, it doesn't even have to be both of them at the same time, just one of them. The other one can't go back to him. Huh. They can't go back. That's that's extremely interesting because the yeah, like you said, it's basically a separate personality. It's like a separate personality with a quirk. So they're each other so many different. They're basically each other's quirk in a way. And so whenever he uses his quirk on them, he's canceling out the other one. Huh. He can't cancel out both of them, but he can cancel out one of them. Because I've looked up So if he what are you saying? Okay, so if Darkseid possesses him, 
mm-hmm. and Mr. Aizawa uses his eraser. If he uses his quirk on him, he can't go back so to himself while he's using his quirk. But does it negate his armor? No, his armor stays because he is the armor. That is him. Okay. That yeah. is the dark side. The dark side, dark side's quirk isn't the armor. No, he is the armor. It's that physical representation of being his despair, of his tragedy, of his um, all of his burdens. That's why yeah. the armor so tough is because of everything it's been through. Yeah, it's his physical manifestation. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's his physical. That's why it's so tough because of everything he's been through. That's that's why it takes the form of armor. He is literally the armor. So that's why if he's so whenever he leaves, does he like look like a suit of armor? Whenever he leaves, he looks like the suit of armor. Okay. Yeah. Except it's a bit more like, because whenever he turns the form of the suit of armor on him, there's a little bit of like black mist that comes off of him. But whenever he leaves yeah. him, he looks more misty. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. No, I get you. He's more like ethereal form kind of thing. Whenever he leaves him, he's more yeah, more spiritual form type thing. And so that's kind of the way he works. And um, but like I said, though, like I've thought about the idea of him like maybe getting along with a few of the UA characters. And I've already had like an I had a whole like okay, so um, I had a whole thing about like how the League of Villain plans on infiltrating him. This was down the storyline of if he decided to go, if I decided to go with him joining saying join joining someone like being friends with somebody yeah and for just sake of it we'll say it's an invisible girl i'll call her invisible girl because i have no idea what her name is so <laughs> um say he becomes friends with her and like they become really good friends to the point of where even dark side doesn't consider her a threat at all and dark side is like really good at reading people and he really he's always able to like tell about person's intentions and with everybody, he's never trusted anybody because with everybody, he always senses a little bit of hostility, especially with, and even with Midoriya, because Midoriya's hostility isn't so much hostility of wanting to hurt him, but more of being on like the protective side, you know, like he's scared of him. He's worried about him. And he's, yeah, he's like, this guy is kind is, of unstable. He's kind thing. of unstable type thing. And, but he takes out, the dark side takes out his hostility because he's like, if somebody's scared of him, they're going to try to take him out. Mm-hmm. And so he takes that as that, but the invisible girl, she doesn't feel like that towards him at all. She sees him as a friend. She just doesn't, she isn't scared of him at all. And so because of that, she, um, he, the dark side sees her as friends, even like someone lets his guard around her. Well, anyways, though, I had this whole idea about how um, there was another, um, they had another spy in the uh, League of Villains. And the League of Villains had another spy in UA, though he didn't know who it was. He doesn't know who the other spy is. And the League of Villains doesn't tell him because they're like, if you ever get caught or something like that, that way it'll compromise him. It won't compromise yeah. him. And he doesn't know who you are either. So if he gets caught, you don't get compromised. It's basically like a, basically a backup. They're both backups to the other one. And so he's like, okay, whatever. So, um, but. The reason that's a thing, though, is because he comes clean to UA. He basically goes to the UA president, All Might, Eraserhead, all of them, and tells them, not the students, but basically the president, the head of police officers, that dog dude, I forgot his name, uh, All Might, Eraserhead. And he basically tells them, like, hey, I've been working as a spy. You know, I'm sorry. I have more to accept my punishment, this and that. And they basically, they're like, well, yeah, you've done wrong, but you understand you've done wrong, and you you haven't really hurt. They they don't know that he's killed people, but they're like, as far as we know, you haven't hurt people. If you have, don't tell us. But anyways, yeah, um, we want you to work as a double spy, basically a double, double agent. Yeah, double agent. And he's like, okay, I can do that. And so he starts doing that in secret with the UA. He starts working as a double agent. And he basically tells them like, hey, I don't know when. But the League of Villain is planning something huge on UA. He doesn't know when. All he knows is what the signal will be. And the signal is like a, um, it's a, basically an explosion is the signal. And that's all he knows. And he, all, he doesn't know when it's going to happen or anything like that. And so UA is always on guard. They're waiting for it. And eventually it happens. 
And so they they take all the students and they put them in like the gymnasium type area to protect them, right? And mm-hmm. um, that's when the league attacks, and the league is like, of course, you know, it's the main people: Dobby, Splinter, Toga, all of them. And they have a bunch of like crony type characters, you know, other villains, background characters, and some other characters you don't know about. So I'm not gonna bring them up. But anyways, um, some of that, and uh, they basically they break into the gym, and they try to get the students out, and they realize they're surrounded. So basically, it's gonna turn into an all-out fight. And so, um, but uh, that's when uh, the leader of the League of Villains guy, what is his name? Uh, Tokiyama Shiri something. It's Tokiyama something, I believe. But anyways, I'm just going to call him Tokiyama. Um, he, um, basically, he comes forward and he's like, um, he basically, he's like, hey, spies, come forward. You know, he's basically saying, hey, guys, um, come join us over here. Your job is done. And, um, yeah. He steps forward and like all of like the class 1A and everyone else you know, he's kind of he's since when he became when he came clean to all of them to the, you to the president and them, he started growing closer with everybody and he kind of like became friends with everybody. So when they found out about this, they're all kind of shocked, you know, that he did that and he has his head low. He's like he's ashamed of it, and he's going forward and like this whole time while he's going forward, he's like having conflicted thoughts in his head, not only with himself but with the dark side about what what they should do. Because even the dark side's like, well, maybe it's not best. Because there's another thing I forgot to mention. This he was working as he wasn't working as a double agent, but a triple agent. Because the League of Villain told him to go tell UA about it, so that way they could not suspect him. Yeah, it was, he wasn't working as a double agent, but a triple agent. Genius. Anyways, though, but he's going forward, but he actually did kind of, like, grow close with everybody, especially with the Invisible Girl and with everyone, like, everybody else. And so he doesn't want to do it. And he said, and, like, the Dark Side's, like, talking with him. He's, like, the Dark Side's, like, trying to figure out, he's, like, which one is safer for him. He starts thinking about it. He starts thinking about it. He's, like, in this situation, the League is safer for him because he's, like, they're going to lose. The, the, the possibility of UA winning this is low. He's like, there's a possibility to win this, but it's low. He has a better chance of going with him. But then for the first time, he kind of takes into his feelings into consideration. He's like, what? He starts saying that too. He's like, what is this I'm feeling? Like, I don't feel right. He goes, what do you mean? And they're, they're talking with each other. And he goes in his head. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, I don't know. I'm feeling something I don't like. And he's like, what do you mean you're feeling something you don't like? He basically describes it. And he's like, he describes sadness. He describes, but it's like a different kind of sadness. I'm not, like it's not the sadness I'm used to, it's the sadness of guilt. It's like yeah, that's basically what he says he's like I believe that's guilt. He's like it's the sadness of leaving somebody I don't want, leaving people I don't want to leave, doing something I don't want to do. And he basically he describes this in his head. This whole time he's like it's slow motion of him walking forward. And he finally gets forward and he leaves the crowd and he looks to the side, at his right, and he sees someone else leave the crowd. It's the other spy, and the other spy. Is actually, um, it's that one guy from, um, you've seen this, it was from the, when they were having that little tournament, and that one guy who could uh, make you stop, and he could control your body with um, by making you answer his question. Oh, yeah, 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 that guy, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he was the other spy, and he comes forward, you know, they look at each other and whatnot, and they kind of like shake their heads, and he goes forward. But uh, he stops, and the other guy, you know, he continues all the way. He joins their side. But he stops. Like, he stops midway. He looks back, and he looks forward. He doesn't know what to do. And he's about it. He's, like, shaking. He's there shaking his fist. And then he feels someone, like, grab his hand. And he looks around, but there's nobody around it. But he still feels someone grabbing his hand. And he, like, he hears someone whisper to him. He's, like, it's going to be all right. You're not alone. And then he's like, he has like a flashback of everything that's happened. He realizes it's that invisible room. And so he goes, uh, and then Tokiyama like, he's like, hey, you're going to come join us. You know, the fight's about to begin. He looks over and he goes, yeah, the fight's about to begin. And I know which side I'm choosing. And he like goes back over to UA. He turns around. That's when he's like, so you've chosen that side. He goes, yeah, I've chosen this side. And his armor, 
starts to form around him when instead of being black this time it's white and then the I love starts, and then that's a huge and then a huge fight starts um freaking a lot some main characters actually died in my idea um Tokiyama or Todoroki got his um um his hand cut off his left hand cut off um Momo died. I think that was her name. Um, oh, that acid chick, she died. Um, people in those league died too, though. Um, Darby lost an eye. Uh, Splinter died to the, and then um, that one guy, the other one who was an agent who could like make you answer a question, he mm-hmm. fought with um the OC. I still don't have a name for him actually. I never came up with a name, but he fought with Darkseid. And he, the way their fight went was actually interesting because he, um, they kind of tricked him. So he was like, um, answer my, he was like, answer my question. Why didn't you, um, why did you turn on us? And he, um, he leaves, he lets him lose um, possession of him. And without him realizing it, he leaves his body. The dark side leaves his body. And he says, um, he tells him, he goes, um, um, he tells him why basically he's like I, I had to change a heart I realized you know what I was doing was wrong and that it is possible to change the world through the hero side and he goes okay well you're a fool and he basically takes control of him and he basically tells him he's like kill yourself before he can though dark side comes around and snaps his neck absolute genius yeah and then he repossesses him and they continue fighting and then um Splinter and like a bunch of other people start fighting and everything starts happening. Um, that one dude dies. Um, what's his name? Um, his name. he's the um, he's the one who could uh, like trap people in like a ball, you know what I'm talking about? From the League of Villains, uh, he was like the magician looking dude. Yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. Yeah, now. he died. Um, Ida gets severely injured. He got his leg broken. Um, and then also that one dude died. The um, grape head dude, he died. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I could, I could definitely see him dying. Oh, yeah, he, but... he, he was one of the first to go, and his death was like, <laughs> yeah. I tried to make it sad in my head, but I just – he – Jumped at them. He was trying to be heroic, and then he got like speared in the gut by like a rock spike. <laughs> it's like okay, well, he, easy out. And like <laughs> the first, but the thing is though, he was the first to die, and like it was kind of like that moment of like everyone looked around. And it was like it was like all the students. Oh, like, they're like, holy crap, this isn't training. This is real. Yeah, this is real. Yeah, and that's what. It's like it basically becomes like Game of Thrones. Like everyone's like everyone's doing like freaking what floppy? Oh my god! I had an idea for floppy. I don't think I'm gonna go with it. But floppy probably would have got the worst of it. She got her tongue cut out. Jeez. Yeah, I thought about that. And I was like, no, no, that's too far. We're gonna stop that. Yeah, it's like hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> so yeah, floppy. She got hurt, but she not severely. All yeah. that happens, and then uh, the League of Villains end up being repelled, and everyone starts going back to UA. Everything they start cleaning stuff up, but yeah, he um ends up. Not everyone starts trusting him, especially um Bakugo. Bakugo like absolutely hates him, and he understands why. So he actually leaves UA, and he becomes like an anti-hero type character, where he um helps heroes every now and then, and he hunts villains. And he, um, but he's willing to kill them is a the thing. But instead of being a black knight now, though, he's a white knight. I was about to ask. I was like, does his color ever change back? No, he like, says he's was... a white knight, but he does have times where um, there's like a blackness to it, or like for like a second, yeah. like a black mist is seen, or like for a second, like a pe- his arm will turn black or something like that. So he still struggles yeah. with the past, but he's looking towards the future. I like that, that visible reflection of a character development. I like that. Oh, yeah. Still playing around with it. That's as far as I've gotten to with him. And I still got all my other OCs. 
I love that idea, though. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's an interesting one. And that's just one – with him, actually, he's actually the only one where I've made different storylines for. Because I still have another storyline yeah. where if he doesn't get close with um, UA, where if he does become a villain, basically. And in that one, if he does end up becoming a villain, in that one, it actually goes um, – it goes kind of the same – where they do plan a um, attack on UA, and they do an attack on UA, and but instead of them being ready for it, they weren't ready for it. So it's like an absolute massive, where like a lot yeah. more characters do die. No one really major. Racerhead loses an eye, so it kind of hinders his quirk. Um, the mic. A lot of the teachers die basically instead of students. Really, the only student that died in this one was um. That elect the guy who could um control electricity. Oh yeah, he was the only one who died, and he he wasn't even to anybody. He sacrificed himself. Basically, he like overcharged himself because you know how like his quirk like if he uses too much of it, he goes brain dead. Yeah. Well, basically, he went beyond that. He basically killed himself, but he like took out like, like, a bunch of people with him. It was like to get everyone. It was so the students could escape, and so none of the students died, but a few of the teachers died. A few heroes died here and there, but um, but different from this one though is Splinter dies, Koga gets really injured. She gets like a cut across the face, I believe. Uh, her and Midoriya actually fought, and that's where she gets a cut across the face because Midoriya like punched her in the face and like basically wounded her. Um, who else got it? Um, Magic Dude lived through this one. Um. Uh, who was the other one? It was um one other person. Um, dang, I can't. Oh yeah, Togiyama. He dies in this one. The leader of the League of Villains. He ends up dying in the raid. Um, and it's actually by Darkseid. Darkseid kills him. Like when no one's looking, Darkseid kills him. And the reason he does this is to um basically ensure that he become because he. I was just about to say he wants to become leader. That's what I was about to say. And by in this storyline, he became really close with the League of Villains, and he was actually put in second in command. And so because of that, he kills him, so he becomes leader, so he's protected. And in this one, he stays a Black Knight. Like he never changes to a Black Knight or anything like that. And he ne- he does the real him is conflicted about a few things. He kind of does get conflicted about it. like he he didn't want to kill Tokiana, but he he's forced to. And so he yeah. is conflicted, but he never, there's no light whatsoever. He never like shows any sort of like redemption or light or anything like that. But in this one, in the when he went to the good side, he gave up his, um, he didn't give up so say, but he didn't pursue it any further. The idea of making a um, drug for the week. On the good side, he kind of gave that up. Because um, he saw what it was doing to people and that it was uh, making yeah. him power hungry. But in the bad side, he continues with it until eventually he does perfect it to the point where if he gives somebody a, a um, shot, their quirk is increased sentientially, permanently. Because before, it was always temporary, just buff. Whereas if he does it like this now, it will increase their quirk definitely. But Dark Side, um, because Darkseid is influenced by him, and by now he's is after the battle, and he's actually the leader of the League of Villains, except for all for one, but or one for all. That's his name. No, it's who's the bad one? Is it one for all? It's one for all, isn't it? Pretty sure, pretty sure it's all for one. No, all for all for one. Yeah, all it's all for one. All for one because one for all. Yeah, is the good one, and all for one is the bad one. So yeah, all for one is in jail right now, and just like he is in the anime. He's in jail still, and so um, he becomes a league of villain. He becomes a dark side becomes a league of villains leader until he comes back, which he does later. But uh, he perfects the but the real him perfects the drug. But dark side, without he left his body while he was sleeping, and he alters the drug because he's always there with him, so he's smart too. And he altered the drug to where whenever he gives it to somebody, he obeys him. So basically, he makes an army of like really strong villains, and yeah. the reason he does that is because he he's a he 
he knows that if he gives people these drugs, that they'll become really strong. And he's afraid that if they become really strong, they'll try to come after him or something like that will happen. And so he does this to protect him. And so that happens. And so they basically they just make a huge army of villains. And that's where I'm at with that storyline. So what does uh, what happens if you double dose on this drug? Um, that's a good question. I've never thought about that because they've always just done it once. They never double dosed on anybody. I imagine it would be to I the point like of like too much you're basically burned from the inside out. Yeah, so I feel like that'd be too much power and be like, "Hey, you're doing ten times ten. That's one hundred. You're dead now." Like Midoriya's power, like um, like trying to punch, like shatters yeah, his arm, right? Because he doesn't know how to control it. That's why the drugs yeah. perfected so, now to where it's at the point it doesn't do that. So I feel like it, it's like adding perfection to perfection. It kind of like negates yeah, it. Kind it of so like it doesn't like, do anything. It's like you can't make yeah. perfect better than perfect. It's yeah, like, it's like we've perfected your ability. Adding slaves to him, and they unruly, and he doesn't yeah. know that. Because it, um, it only works on Darkseid. Darkseid's the only one who can make their, the slave part of it activate. Because like, it's not like as soon as he gives it to them, they become slaves. It's more of like a trigger. Whenever Darkseid like, tells them something, it triggers in them. But it's only if Darkseid says something. If um, he doesn't say anything, if he says something, it won't work. But if Darkseid says something, it works. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Also, their voices are different. I never said that. But their voices are different. Um, dark side voice is a bit like on the deep side whereas his his voice is more on the his voice isn't necessarily light but it's not deep either it's kind of like a normal average yeah in comparison dark side voice is very fire. deep except for when he um, becomes good on the good side when he became the on the good storyline when he becomes the light one the white one his voice doesn't become dark anymore. It is, it's not like dark, but it is deep. Yeah, it's like almost like just a deeper it's, version of his yeah, voice say, instead of like so a darker. Like, it's like a grown up version of his voice instead of like a, because he is a teenager, but instead of like having a deep voice, it's instead of having a dark voice, because usually his voice is like very dark and like rough. Now it's just more deep. Yeah. Like an older brother type thing. Yeah, like I said, I love the physical representation of character development. Okay. I love that in books yeah. and stories. That's what I was like. The light side definitely has it, but the dark side definitely doesn't. That's the two timelines. Like, yeah. hero timeline definitely has like a lot of character development, a lot of him growing with people, him learning to trust, versus the dark side, which is him sticking to what he's always stuck to. Yeah. And that one... That one's just more of me playing along with my sadistic side. Yeah, instead of instead of trying to make a like a solid like really good story, I'm just doing it. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, fine. I think I, people I mean, should do that. You get to explore. With it, but I don't know. I don't. I'm probably not going to make that one like the canon version. I'll probably make like the good side of him the canon version. Because yeah, he is like an I mean, I definitely. Now. I'm gonna play around with this some more, but as far as I am right now, he's an anti-hero. Joins up with the guys every now and then. He's constantly fighting the league, though. The league absolutely hates him because they because of of his betrayal. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, I didn't mention this, but um, or I kind of did, but he in the light side, he did get close with the league of villains, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't necessarily, like, really close with them, but he was, like, he trusted them so much. And that's why he was really conflicted on, like, whether it should be bad or good, because he trusted both sides. He just ended up, he ended up trusting the good side more than the bad side. Well, the, um, on the, on the, um, League of Villains side, he was really close with, um, the guy who could, um, make, um, like copies of like out of mud versus the guy who and he was yeah you know what i'm talking about he was really close with him and um toga he was really close with those two whenever he fights the league of villain as the light version he's always that's really when his own 
who struggles with the dark side of him. And like that's when like he um gets like a little bit of black in him. Yeah. Is when he fights them. Because then he starts like being conflicted with his ideals some more. One thing though that's kind of like I've played around with. I can definitely see. And it's kind of like been hinted at, but his um his dark side, like when he when he's black, he's stronger than his light. His black side and that's only because though, that's only because yeah, his like, know how we were know how I was telling you about how the reason he's nearly indestructible is because of all the pain he's been through. The black armor is a physical representation of his trauma yeah. and everything he's been through, but his light armor is a physical representation of all the good things he's been through. But because he hasn't nearly been through any good things, and he's he has been bad through a things, lot worse. His bad, his dark side is stronger. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I wonder as time progresses, which one would become stronger? Hmm? What'd you say? Do do you said do do you see what I'm saying? I said I wonder as time progresses, which which version would be stronger? He is an antihero right now, so it's like so much as like how his good memory is going to be made, and he does like. He is in contact with the heroes. It's not so much as like he's cut off all ties with the UA. He does con- talk with them every now and then. He does like somewhat try to hang out with them, but he is he is wanted too. Not so much he's wanted. Not so much he's wanted. Yeah. But he's kind of like can, he tries to stay on the down low because he is like afraid of heroes and what like what they'll try to do to him because of what he did during the. Um, battle of uh ua at ua because he did kill somebody at ua and they're kind of like okay it's not really the hero way but you know you get spirit you get spirit yeah they're like "Eh, i mean i always found i always found trouble with that whenever they did the whenever they discussed that they were like as a hero you're not supposed yeah, to. So that's kind of Basically, like, if you with. kill, you become as and bad as the villain. It's like as time thing. progresses, like, mm. which one will become stronger? And he's, it's not like he's able to switch between the two. It depends on his ideology and his like his mindset. It depends on which one it is. And that's why when he fights with um, the League of Villains and Toga and that one dude, yeah, it's why he um, why he, like kind of like flickers between the dark and the white. Flickers because he can he he's conflicted between it. And depending on whether if it's dark or light, mm-hmm. it's depending on his um, dark side's voice. And so it's actually interesting because when he's um, fighting with Toga and then the voice switches from being deep to being dark. Oh, yeah, the personality. I wonder, does it switch well, like a so little bit of like, personality too? It definitely switches, but you can, if not as willing to kill people. When he's on the light side, it's not as like, okay, we need to kill this person now type thing. Yeah. And it's still protective of him. It's still like willing to do whatever it takes to protect him. But it's least it's less likely to kill. It's willing to, but it's less likely to. Yeah. Every action before doing that. Yeah. I think that's I like that, yeah. And it's versus the dark side where the dark side's instantly like kill him. And it's also not like and also, in the dark, and this is the best, actually, the best way I can explain the difference between, like, the two personalities, as you would put it. The dark side would form a gang to um, protect him and rule it with fear. The light side would form friendships to protect him. That That's like, the best way. It's still willing to do whatever to protect yeah, him. Yeah, They're just willing yeah. to do it between different ways. Versus forming a gang and ruling it through fear versus having friends and trusting those friends. So that's kind of where the light is at. Yeah. That's where the dark is at. But um, hmm. yeah, he definitely has the, he's definitely conflicted through that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see through time 
if he'll be able to, um, which one will become strong. And I'm, I've also played with the idea of, like, what if he's able at some point to, because as you mature, you know, you balance feelings. What if he's able to balance his feelings and become, like, a mixture between the dark and light? I've, I've, I've come out with, yeah, like a gray. Like, what if he comes gray. like a gray knight? Where it's, like, it has the, where it has the power. Because there is an advantage to the light and to the dark. Because it's dark is um know how I told you it was nearly indestructible, right? His light isn't nearly indestructible. It's more it's breakable easily. Yeah. But in the armor actually looks different. So the armor, the black armor, looks like a um how can I put this? Like a heavy knight, like a dude you would see like carrying like a huge like battle axe kind of knight, you know, like heavy full plated armor, every like press me like full plated armor yeah and um versus the light side which is closer to looking like a um like a royal knight like a um cleaner look like a um kind of like a taurus you know like a taurus but like more clean yeah like kind of like a more clean look like he has a breastplate shoulder plates, okay yeah. plates and but it's not it's like full plated it's more of like a royal knight more looks more full and so, um, but the advantage to that is though, when he's in his the light knight is faster and more agile versus the black knight, which is more loose and but stronger. But the light knight is more agile, is able to move around more. So if he would become a gray knight, he'd become an in between the two, yeah. where he's both really strong and really fast. It would combine the two. Mm-hmm. That would be. I would be interesting to see what type of ideology is represented in that. To see what the ideology, but that wouldn't be way into the. That'd be way into the future because he's still a teenager. He's still like. Yeah. Yeah, he's still. That's like when he's. Like yeah, I was about to say he'd have time. to be like thirty something. He's still like conflicted between his morals and everything like that. And Baku absolutely hates him because he hated him before. Because mm-hmm. of his power, now he absolutely hates him because of his he hates him because of the way he is. Yeah, not so much because he's more powerful than him, but because he's conflicted. He's more of like just make up your mind. It's not that hard type thing. And uh, Todoroki kind of yeah. sympathizes with him with his parents in the form of parents. He does sympathize with him in that, but that's it. That's on that's the only thing he's he's able to sympathize with him. Which is crazy because you'd like you think about it and there's such there's so many parallels that can be drawn between Todoroki and really the only thing their ideology though is Todoroki never questioned his ideology. He only the only thing he ever questioned was how to use his quirk. Like he despised his father. That's the only thing. He, that's kind of the only thing he ever understood. But his, yeah. that's also the thing, though. Um, the real him never despised his parents. Darkseid loathed his parents. He they. That's why he killed them. Like he absolutely hated them. But he himself never hated his parents because it's all yeah. he ever knew. So he never he under he knew it was wrong, but he never hated them for it. So that's kind of like plays into the whole thing. He never hated his parents, but his um, dark side did. Yeah. I think that definitely plays. That might be how he becomes a gray knight is um, because how he, because up until that, up until this point, um as well up until he becomes a great knight maybe if i go down this road um however he felt it's how dark or it's how it dark sides always kind of felt the same way he's felt except for when it comes to his parents that's only that's the only thing they've ever really disagreed on but as far as ideology goes they've always like had the same idea like they've always had the same ideology they've never really Darkseid never has really questioned his ideology. He's always just gone with him. He's always like, 
I'll be there for you. I'll always protect you as whatever you choose. And I'm wondering to make him like Green mm-hmm. Knight, if Darkseid's going to be like, no, we have to go this way. And he's going to be like, no, we have to go this way. They're going to find a medium. Yeah, a compromise between the two. And it's going to be definitely compromise, yeah. for that situation. That's the only way um, Dark, um, Darkseid's going to agree to it because it's a life or death situation. So he's going to finally make a compromise to protect him. Oh, oh! You could absolutely, absolutely have well, not just a life you know, or death situation. Yeah, someone he cares about. Him, it won't be his life or death situation. It'll be someone else's. And Darkseid's gonna understand that. Hey, if this person dies, he's gonna metaphorically die. Yeah, and so it's like, I wonder if it's put in that situation of say he and another person that he cares about are both in danger. And he's telling Darkseid to go and protect them. And Darkseid's trying to refuse because it wants to protect him. And there's this clash of, I want you to protect them. I don't care what happens to me. And Darkseid's like, I understand that. Yeah, but I, I care about you way more than I care about this person. And there has to be I like think that would be like the conflict. only time, though. And then the family. He won't meeting. be able to master Grey Knight because they both have to be in like a comp. They both have to be disagreeing. But understanding at the same time, to make a great night, they both have to be like, they both have yeah. to be like on and so opposite compromise. ideas, but on like at at the same time have the same goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like protect yeah. and that's how great yourself and this person. How do we do it's, it? And so, so and that's why like, it won't happen until he's older, because until he's older, yeah. he won't understand how to use it properly. Now, thinking when he becomes a great knight, he might be able to get a weapon. Yeah, exactly. Because until then, he doesn't have... Whenever he turns into his knights, he doesn't have weapons. He's just a student. He's just, just a student armor, which just when you're indestructible, it really doesn't matter as a black knight. You're as fast as you can be. It really doesn't matter if you have yeah. a weapon or not. And so that's why it's more of a... That's why he's never had a weapon, but I'm wondering if as a gray knight, he's going to pull out a weapon. Yeah. You know what would be interesting is if it was, if it was, was not so much a weapon, I was thinking but if it was like, like a shield of some kind. What if it, okay, what if he, when he was black, he had a shield. He didn't have anything, but he had a shield when he was black. He was a black knight with a shield, right? And he was a white knight he was a white knight, but with mm-hmm. a sword. Yeah. And so when he becomes a gray knight, he has a sword and shield. I do too. Because when he was a black knight, I like this he idea. wasn't all about the movement. He was about pure strength and pure um, defense. Versus when he was a black knight. Defense and protection. Being able to move around fast and hit opponents fast. So he had a sword. And I probably wouldn't make like a long sword. I'd probably yeah. make like a short sword or something like that. Yeah. Just a normal world. Yeah, like, sword, like an sword. arming sword type thing. And so when they formed together, he had both the shield and the sword. Yeah, like a waster. Showing that they were both the one and the same. That they had. And I feel like the sword, though, and shield would change. Yeah. Because his armor obviously would change when he becomes a gray knight. Become the happy medium between pure raw plated armor and high royal looking guard armor to like a happy medium like normal soldier armor so that's also really like good you know and uh, yeah i feel like the shield though when he's a um i feel like the shield when he's a um, black knight would be like a roman shield you know like that full like basically like full body shield like that shield and when he's a um gray knight yeah yeah it becomes like a round sparring looking shield like a round shield kind of in the medium between them and his sword mm-hmm. versus when he's a um when he's a um white knight his sword would be kind of like it'd be kind of curved white knight. you know it'd be more for slashing not so much for stabbing like kind of like a scimitar right yeah saber scimitar would be kind of curved 
because it's like meant a saber for speed. Or so it might be katan or something like that. It's meant for speed. But when he's a um, but when he becomes a gray knight, become that's when he becomes like an arming sword or a short sword or such. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have to play around with it. Also, yeah. it's like almost one. I should probably go to bed. Yeah, this is a pretty also, good even, podcast. We've been so talking for like an hour or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this. I, I, I really enjoyed the the conversation, though. I like the OC. It's very interesting. More. And then by the time I, we go That's through only the one, band, we have so many be, more to go through. This going to be like, till when he's dying. All right, well, I'll talk to you later then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. If you even made it this far, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>